got to reach you. I've got to see you. Let the light shine down on me. When the day breaks and the sky is changing colors into something new. Welcome to the Micro Farming Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Dave Alexander, and it's great to know you're listening. This is the first episode in the podcast series, so I'm going to use it to introduce who we are, a little bit about our philosophies, and what we have planned for upcoming podcasts. And I guess the first place to start is who we are. Again, my name is Dave Alexander. Uh, we are a small family. It's my wife, myself, and our daughter, who uh, will not be with us for too much longer as she's getting married in the fall. So we're very small. We moved from uh, the city to a small town and from a small town to a very small acreage in the country. We're based in southern Ontario, Canada, and we currently have a bit less than two acres. It's actually about one and three quarter acres in and around that area. So uh, we've got a house on the property and a barn with an adjoining shop on it. And there are also 136 trees on the property. So we're tucked in here pretty tight. We live on a a paved road. the, The house is actually very, very close to the road. Uh, about, oh, I'd say, 20, 25 feet from the from the pavement. Which, uh, actually, I like because I think that uh, front lawn is just completely wasted space. So we're, we moved here a bit less than a year ago. So you're going to follow us on our journey as we learn uh, micro-farming. And uh, we come from, you know, attempting small... Uh, ideas in in urban farming when we lived in the small town we got uh, we decided to move out of the city after about 35 years of living in the city Uh, it took quite a while the uh, a lot of it had to do with stress related issues the city was just uh, getting to me I come from a tool and die background Uh, I do not come from a farming background at all so it's been quite a change quite a steep learning curve but a fun learning curve uh, at the same time. Uh, I guess that's about enough about me. I am, uh, I guess you could call this our, my midlife crisis. I'm in um, mid-40s. Um, but we thought, well, we, we should do it now before it's too late. And then, uh, as I have spoken to a number of people, it's never too late to start. Uh, it can be expensive, but it can also be very, 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 very affordable. Um, so some of the projects that we will discuss will be not only affordable, but some of them will actually be free. Uh, there's a lot of do-it-yourself projects that we're going to touch on. So why don't we get into it? Uh, well, just the last thing about us. We own and operate Roots, Wings, and Things Organic Micro Farm. Now, I know the word organic is a bit controversial. We really legally should not be using it, I suppose, because we're not certified organic. And we have not completely made the decision yet 
whether we're going to certify or not, but we are leaning against it. We've actually come up with a new uh, tagline or a new slogan for our mini farm here, and that is better than organic. Okay, so what does better than organic mean? Better than organic to us means literally that, better than organic. In order to be certified uh, organic in Canada, you are allowed to have 5% of your ingredients as genetically modified organisms, GMOs, and not have to tell anybody. You only have to be 95% organic in order to call yourself organic in Canada. Now, unfortunately, that presents quite a number of problems because people are starting to get this notion that organic is really no better than anything else. And quite frankly, it's difficult to come up with a proper word, a proper vernacular to, to say what we are without actually using the word organic. We try to do absolutely everything as naturally as possible, we'll put it that way. For instance, the feed we get for our chickens comes from an or certified organic uh, farm uh, several hours north of us, and their feed is actually so pure and straightforward, we get little dried up pieces of dandelion in there and all kinds of good stuff. And that's fantastic. And that's really what we're looking for. Natural. Not necessarily just because the government says it's organic does it mean that it's organic. So that's a bit of a thing. I don't want to go off on a rant on that. I don't want to spend too much time on it. But that's basically our thought process. Everything we do here is done as naturally as possible, including the dog food. We own seven dogs. And uh, we get our dog food from a, another small town company called BioEgg that produces an all-natural dog food. I think our dogs eat better than most people living around us. Um, but, you know, that's just the way we approach things. So even, we are, by the way, we are dog breeders as well. We breed American Cocker Spaniels. We've run into the same issue with with calling our dogs purebreds. Our dogs are purebred, but they're not registered purebred, so legally we can't call them purebred. It's, it's, it's more government bureaucracy and red tape. And the reason that we don't register them is because it, it just puts the price out of range for our customers. It costs quite a bit uh, more money to have them registered, so we just don't register them and our customers are happy with that. So there you go. Um, we're not anti-government by any means whatsoever. We follow absolutely all rules and regulations as best we can. Um, we've just chosen not to be certified by these varying uh, different bodies in order to keep our overhead down for one reason. And for another reason, we can set our own standards. We do not have to follow uh, anyone else's standards by doing it this way. So that's something if you're considering micro-farming, if you're considering farming on a larger scale than we do, or if you're even considering urban farming, which is something we are going to talk a lot about. You don't have to live in the country to be able to do this. You don't have to have huge acreages. Uh, you know, our 
Pardon me. I should have gotten a glass of water before I did this. Our small property, you know, we joke a lot that our entire land holding is less than the size of the front lawn of the factory farm that's just next door uh, to us. Their front lawn is bigger than our entire property, and we not only provide all the food that we need to eat from this property, but we're also getting very close to being able to make a complete living off of this property as well. You know, so we really cannot understand the concept of the poor, poor farmer. Um, most of the farmers around here are driving gigantic brand new pickup trucks and all kinds of good stuff like that. Whereas, whereas I'm driving a beat up <laughs> 12 year old rusted out minivan, but hey, it's paid for. But again, I will try not to get off on a rant uh, with that as well. So that's a bit of our uh, personal philosophy. You, I'm just reading a bit of our brochure that we printed out here. Uh, the one paragraph says, What you will not find are any GMO products or other frankenfoods offered by us. What you will find are products that are not chemically treated, sprayed, or medicated, and are grown, raised, fed, and made as naturally as possible. And that really sums up where we're coming from with this project. So I hope you'll stick with us. Um, there's lots more to come on this intro show. I'm going to take a little break right now, go get a glass of water, and I will be back in a minute. Okay, I'm back. And uh, so that was a bit about us, a bit about our philosophy here. And now I think we should get into the important stuff as to what will be coming up on future podcasts. <clears throat> Pardon me. Okay, so I've broken this down into several parts, eight, uh, eight of them to be exact. So I'll just quickly run through what they are. Part one, and these are not going to be in any particular order. Uh, what I'd like to do is to hear from the listeners with a little bit of listener mail. You can email me. Uh, please follow us on Twitter. You can message me through there. Uh, I'll give you all the contact information at the end of the show. There's a Facebook page, a webbook page. There's other podcasts that we do. The, uh, the thing about social media these days is there is absolutely no shortage of contacts. So... In no particular order, we have one part that is, we're going to deal with, you know, what is microfarming? What, what is it? Uh, and, and why would you want to do that? Uh, we're going to touch on, under that, the auspices of that, we're going to touch on urban farming, what that is, the current costs of food, what's in the news regarding GMOs and uh, the <clears throat> the the uh, issues with Monsanto and other companies like that. The uh, I'd like to touch on the philosophy of the the whole back to the land movement that we're seeing now by quite a number of people. Uh, another question: Are 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 you too old to start? Too young to start? Let's discuss those issues. I think that would be really informative. 
how you can start if you can't afford to buy a place. Good grief, the real estate prices in southern Ontario for small land holdings are astronomical. And that's if you can find a place at all. Small places are being bought up by the factory farms. The houses are allowed to go abandoned and they just rip down all the trees and turn it into farmland. It is really, really hard to find a place. Not impossible though, like I say, we only bought this place, uh, what is it now, nine months ago, eight months ago? So it, it is possible and we'll talk about how do you do that. Um, say part two, doesn't even have a name here, but we're going to discuss oh, micro farming, getting, getting started might, be, might seem overwhelming, too many projects, too many things to do, too little time. I'd like to specifically deal with that because I've always been kind of a, a glass half empty kind of a guy and I get overwhelmed quite easily. So that's been something I've had to deal with and I think other people may deal with that too when things move so fast in the city. You come to the country, even on a small micro farm, and you're thinking, oh, I've got to do this, got to do that, the time's running out, but, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, good idea to find a mentor. Another part, we'll discuss marketing ideas, how to promote your products, um, if you even want to sell products. Micro farming doesn't have to be a business. If you just want to make enough for yourself and your family to survive, Let's talk about that. But if you're in a situation like we are, I do this full time. So I have to produce enough money to to uh, provide for the household. Now my wife does work away from the farm too. So let's, let's discuss all that. Marketing ideas. Uh, we'll discuss the internet. Uh, another part. Money making ideas for the micro farm. So... Say you want to uh, you want to provide for your family, but you also want to make some money. The any any micro farm or urban farm or or larger operation really should at least at the very least make enough money f for it to cover itself. So we'll talk about money making ideas. Budgeting is kind of a B part to that. What do we really need? Downsizing is an issue. Uh, prioritizing, technology, gadgets. I'd like to talk about all that. Part five, how about online resources? Where do you go to get information, advice? How, how do you do certain things? So we're going to have a whole section just on online resources. Another one is gear and equipment. What are you going to need? And I'm talking not just uh, shovels and picks. What about clothing? If you're even on a small micro farm like this, yes, yes, I have been known to go out and collect sap in my pajama pants, but that's not really super appropriate and definitely not when it's 30 below zero Celsius outside uh, to be going out and uh, looking after animals in the barn. So let's talk about all that. Tools, machines, attachments. Now, of course, in an urban setting, that might be uh, a little bit off track of what you want, but that's the beauty of podcasting. You can pick and choose the episodes that you'd like to listen to and skip the rest. So if something doesn't interest you, no problem. Skip to the next topic. Uh, livestock. Now, even in an urban setting or a micro farm setting, 
or a larger setting, livestock is an issue. Even if even if you are just doing vegetables and or herbs. By the way, by the way, side note: I say herbs, not herbs. Herbs. That's the way it's per- supposed to be pronounced, in my personal opinion. Herbs is the French pronunciation because French Canadians don't sound out their H, so they call it herbs. I call it herbs. <laughs> Sorry, but that's just what I do. So, I'm sure I'll get some listener mail about that. In any case, uh, we'll deal with livestock. And the reason I say livestock is an issue no matter where you are, even if you've got a cat, it's something that you're going to have to deal with, keeping them out of your vegetables, it, all the way up to dealing with dogs. If you've got a couple chickens just for eggs running around your backyard, what do you do with your pet dog? Uh, and this is all the way up to, you know, a, a smaller operation like we've got. We're about to, in two weeks, we're about to receive five wiener pigs. And uh, hopefully, if everything goes smoothly, uh, we're looking at pick, uh, purchasing a Dexter cow for milk. So we're going to talk about livestock all the way from your kitty cat all the way up to cows, chickens, quail, turkey, you name it. And then finally, our last part is comes under the title of miscellaneous. We're going to deal with biodiesel, how to make it, emergency preparedness, bug out bags, stay at home kits, you name that. We're, we're going to get right into emergency preparedness, especially for uh, you people in an urban setting. Urban farmers, urban people are just as at risk, if not more, than us living in a rural situation. So, uh, we're also going to touch back, going back to that livestock thing, I'd also like to touch a little bit on breeding. We're, again, I say we breed dogs, American Cocker Spaniels. Um, It's it's an issue where some people feel very, very strongly about pet breeding, uh, breeding cats, breeding dogs, spaying and neutering. We're going to have a bit of a show on, on that kind of thing and what's involved and if you really want to get into it or not. Uh, Especially going back to an urban situation, small uh, production of vegetables, like growing sprouts, growing wheatgrass. This is all stuff you can do in a bedroom window. So we'd also like to do some product reviews. Uh, When we come across them, there's a couple things that I'd like to touch on right away that... uh, that uh, we've obtained since we got here and uh, other things like entertainment entertainment how much is too much how much is too little what kind of entertainment I honestly think that this has it is a factor for for uh, urban farming micro farming rural life Anything, any, anybody should really take a look at it. And I'm not advocating, okay, everybody should uh, throw their their uh, television in the garbage. That's that's absolutely not. I mean, we have a projector screen TV here. So what, what I'd just like to do is just touch on it and maybe get some of your ideas if you write in 
to me and give give me your opinions. Possibly what I'm thinking about doing with this podcast is setting up a forum on the website so that uh, we can get some lively discussion going. I think that's something I'm going to get on to right away. And then uh, last but not least, lifestyle. What is the lifestyle? Do you really have to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning to do chores? And, and what are those chores? We'll discuss all that and all of these subjects we brought up and more. But what we'd really like to do is hear from you. So here's our contact information. Uh, first, if you like to do it old school and want to send us a letter through snail mail, you can mail it to 3266 Road 180 Staffa, that's S-T-A-F-F-A, Ontario, N-0-K-1-Y-0. We especially want you to check out our website, and you can find that at rootswingsthings.com. That's all one word, rootswingsthings.com. You can email me directly. I read all emails, and I might even read yours on the air. So email me at admin at rootswingsthings.com. That's admin, A-D-M-I-N. You can also check out our Facebook page at Roots, Wings, and Things. Be especially sure to follow us on Twitter, as we do Twitter often, at RWT Farm. I don't use my LinkedIn page very often, but uh, you can check that out under Dave Alexander. We have a YouTube channel coming up. It's not live yet, but it will uh, offer some cooking videos, cooking how-tos, and uh, basically the theme of that is if a schlub like me can do it, you can too. So we'll be offering uh, that with a focus on fresh. There's no reason to be uh, cooking or waiting until your eggs are three weeks old before you boil them to, to get an easy peel. We'll deal with all those things. So watch for our other podcast series. We do have another podcast series called The Ultimate Old Time Radio Show Collection, Ultimate OTR. You can find that on iTunes and on our website as well at rootswingsthings.com slash OTR. So we look forward to uh, you tuning in to our further podcasts, and thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. I'm Dave Alexander. Talk to you next time.